This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. What's up? Great to have you. It is Wednesday, January 27th. I'm Jerem Jordan, teamed up with a man who's ready to not need a five-hour energy because of what's coming up on BYU TV, Jason Shepard. Yeah, no need to worry about the crash because we've got your five hours of BYU Sports Block coming up today. Look, it starts now. Like, we we have officially entered the five-hour BYU Sports Block. We've got, it's an extravaganza. It is an extravaganza. Isaac Wood's going crazy. Yes, so we've got BYU Sports Nation for the next hour. Well, let's hope. Hopefully, we're still on the air in an hour. Yeah. Uh, then, we have the top 100 plays mm-hmm. in BYU football history. Yep. Then, we have BYU versus Gonzaga, the play-by-replay. Yeah, with Mark Pope and Yoli Childs and Jake Toulson. Yes, I remember them. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh my goodness, we also have BYU basketball at Pepperdine, live afternoon yeah. Basketball. Let's go, baby. And then, of course, you'll be on the radio. I'll be on the radio. Uh, yeah. Yes. Coming up in a couple hours. I'll be on the radio pre-game. at noon mountain. Yes. That would be 2 p.m. Eastern. Don't make me do math. Cougar pregame live. Math. Let's not do math on the air. By the way, random fact. Spencer Linton is like the smartest random mathematician I've ever met. Like, he can do crazy division multiplication, like weird ones. You're like, oh, what was like 24 times 13 or whatever? And he'll be like, oh, uh, what? I'm like, how did you know that? Like, that's insane. There's certain he can things really fast. Yeah, there's certain things that you just don't do on live television, and math, math is, is one, one of them. them. Yeah. So don't ever ask me. There's that. a lot of others, but yeah, math is one of them. Yeah. Okay, here's a show lineup full of no math. More out of Spokane about the possibility of Gonzaga opting out of the West Coast Conference tournament. Where Mark Few and the AD Mike Roth said interesting stuff. Game day for men's hoops at Pepperdine is mentioned. We have prop picks. We'll chat with the all-time leading scorer and BYU TV analyst. My homie on the count at the tip-off desk, Tyler Hawes. Jimmer Fredette and Shaley Gonzalez go bonkers, plus more top five love for Zach Wilson. And Jake Toulson news, working out in the snow, bench pressing 410 pounds. What's that all about? Let's get to it. Here are today's headlines. You know that made it sound like Jake Toulson just benched 410 pounds. That's called a tease. <laughs> Ooh, is that correct? We will find out. All right, we've been talking about it. BYU basketball in Malibu for a matinee matchup with Pepperdine. Cougar pregame live gets underway 2 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio with tip-off set for 3 Eastern. Greg Rubel will have the call solo from Firestone. Solo? From Firestone, not Roy Firestone Fieldhouse. Tell him the odds. Yes, but Firestone Fieldhouse. You can also watch the game on BYU TV. Also, BYU's home game on Saturday against San Francisco has been postponed due to COVID issues with the Dons. So TBD as to whether BYU will line up another game or not. Yeah, right now they do not have one, but I, we'll I see. I would think by Friday we're going to know that. If we don't, then there's no game. Okay, uh, headline two, NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah has Zach Wilson as his fourth best prospect in the draft. He also projects Wilson to the Jets at two in his mock. Uh, so more top five love for Zach Wilson. If he falls outside the top five at this point, I'm going to be a little surprised. Granted, it is January. Let's let workouts and interviews happen, but this dude's going to be top ten for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much consensus top five at this point. And like you said, we will see it after, you know, if there's any slippage at all. But, yeah, right now it seems pretty pretty solid for Zach in the top five. Jimmer Fredette continues to make headlines. Jimmer messed around and got a triple-double nice. with 34 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists, not to mention he also had four steals. Again, did don't tell me that Jimmer 
cannot play defense. Okay, I don't want to hear it. Unfortunately, the Shanghai Sharks lost uh, 146 to 120. Uh, and Jake Toulson, yeah, who cares? Yeah, makes the roster for the Salt Lake City Stars, the G League affiliate of the Utah Jazz. Jake and the Stars will compete at the NBA G League single site campus at the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, aka the G League bubble. Yes. Uh, still waiting to hear what the situation with Yoli Childs is. Is he going to be in the G League bubble or not? Uh, he's with the Erie Bayhawks. Is that right. correct? But, and, but, but I haven't heard whether. Yes, they are playing it. That's why he because the Wizards do not have a G League affiliate, right. so he was put on loan and not to the, the Pelicans. What is he G in the English Premier League? What the heck? Well, that's your. That's your. You know exactly. New, new coach. For I mean, Chelsea. we Let's we go. are in the. You claim yes. Everton. Everton. Yes. Yeah. Go blue. Yeah. Uh, okay, women's hoops blast Pacific 81-60 thanks to an incredible performance from sophomore Shaylin Gonzalez. She had 23 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, and 6 steals, and probably 600 more TikTok followers. The Cougars play San Diego 2 Eastern Saturday on the BYU TV app. The ladies are 9-2. They're rolling, man. Number 16, women's volleyball began the spring season with a sweep of Portland yesterday afternoon. Senior Taylin Ballard-Nixon tied her career high with 14 kills. The Cougs and Pilots play again today at 3 Eastern on the WCC Network. Always good to bust out the brooms in Portlandia. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Donovan Mitchell would say, I Yesterday, we presented the idea of Gonzaga potentially looking at opting out the West Coast, slash the West Coast Conference, considering not having a conference tournament, potentially, given the pandemic and health risks, limited to no ticket sales, etc., based on a CBS Sports article. Now, we have a report from Jim Meehan, who we'll talk to later in the program, of the Spokesman Review, taking the story from idea to reporting. Quote, discussions are heating up about what should happen with the West Coast Conference tournament. Later on, uh, Mike Roth, Gonzaga Athletic Director. Coach Few and I have been talking about it actually for a while. I've had conversations with our commissioner, Gloria Navarez. There are a lot of things we still don't know this far out. We continue with head coach Mark Few. Remember, we need to do what's best for the West Coast Conference, which is the best thing you could possibly do for the WCC, is accrue as many NCAA shares as possible. I'll explain what that means in a moment, uh, Few said. Uh, He didn't say that last part. I said that last part. That's what pays for everybody's bills in the West Coast Conference. At the end of the day, I think it needs to be based on that. Continuing. Hopefully, as we progress through the league, we'll get a better feel for what's the best way to execute that. Is it to try to get a third team in, or is it to protect the two teams? He's referring to Gonzaga and BYU. That are already in, and along with that, there's still some TV contracts. Those need to be fed also. There's a lot of things going on. End quote. Jason. Is Mark View's idea of protecting the top two teams in the West Coast Conference in the best interest of BYU? I'll get to that in a sec. You and I actually view this in two different ways. To me, there is not much more to this story than what we discussed yesterday. I understand that the AD, now there's something from the AD where he is on record talking about it and admitting that, yes, they have been talking not just recently but for a while. So I do understand that there's that bit of new information, but we still don't know anything more than we're talking about all of these options. N- nothing has changed, at least in my mind yet, because all of the stuff we had, we, we knew yesterday. I assumed that he had been talking to his AD. I assumed that Mark, speaking of Mark Few, I assumed Mark Few was talking with Gloria Navarez and in the West Coast Conference. So 
I, I still don't think we're any closer or any further away from, from whatever is ultimately going to happen. In terms of where it fits with BYU and is it in the best interest of BYU, it's all going to depend on where BYU, what they put a premium on. Do they put a premium on being tournament champions? Is that something that is so high on the list uh, and it's a goal that even if Gonzaga doesn't play, if they decide to opt out or whatever the case may be, is that such a a lofty goal that you're willing to play for that? Another is obviously seeding. For me, if you're going to play, I think it has more to do about seeding. If you want to increase your seeding, that's why you play. And another another, thing you would put a premium on is playing nice with the conference. If Gonzaga wants something to be done, in all likelihood, usually gets done, right? We've seen that in the past. In a couple of years And ago. so if the West Coast Conference is going to side with Gonzaga, you may need to play nice with the conference and be a good team player. So whatever you put a premium on, I, I think th- that's obviously what you're going to go with. So is it in BYU's best interest? Well, it depends on, on what the Cougars want out of it. All valid points. I feel like this has more weight in my mind than your mind because it's not just Gonzaga. It's the number one team in the country talking here. But they were yesterday, too. And if they want something, but there's more comments to this, right? Um, yes, there hasn't been anything, uh, any action taken. But if this is being said public, just imagine what is being said privately. Right. Okay? So I, I think that if Gonzaga is talking about, if Mark Few is just throwing out this idea of protect the top two, what he's alluding to, in my opinion, is that BYU and Gonzaga opt out, and then you get a third team in. Why is that so valuable? You've heard, you, you heard it a moment ago from Mark Few. Let's talk about what NCAA tournament units mean. So every team that gets in the tourney, if you just get to a game, a game every automatic bid for the 32 conferences and then those 34 uh, at-large bids, every team and its league gets a unit. That unit is worth about $282,000 as of last year. You get that over six years, every six, uh, four or six years, about $1.7 million. If it goes up a little bit, maybe it's one point eight. That's for every team. So if BYU and Gonzaga get into it, that's at least $3.6 million. It's pretty safe to say that Gonzaga is going to win at least two games, right? Um, so that would be $5 million bucks for the league. Uh, more goes to Gonzaga than the rest of the league. They negotiated that a couple years ago. That's a big decision. BYU gets in and loses $1.7 mil. Some for BYU, some for the rest of the league. So now you're up to you know $6.7, maybe $7 million bucks. If... If uh, Gonzaga and BYU said, hey, in the interest of the league, we're going to opt out and we're going to get a third team in. And, and that team wins the tournament. They get the automatic bid. They're in. Uh, we'll both get at-larges. And we go from there. And it doesn't matter who the third team is. It's just a third team. A third team. You would certainly think St. Mary's, Mary's would be the San team. Francisco yes, or whatever. Someone else gets up. Now you're talking about another $1.7 million. You might. So if BYU and this other team, let's say St. Mary's, um, and Gonzaga are in, in there. That's 1.7 each. But let's assume Gonzaga wins at least two games. Let's say the crazy thing happens. They get upset in the Sweet 16. It was what? Nine million bucks total from that decision? So the decision to opt out or opt in, right, for BYU-Gonzaga, and right now BYU is firmly in. That could change. Hopefully BYU continues to play well. Um, is a almost $2 million decision for the league. You divide that by 10, blah, blah, blah. It's you know two hundred thousand bucks on average, maybe a little under because the team that gets in gets more a little more of it, or a lot more of it. We don't know exactly. It's a big decision, so it, that's one thing. Um, and then yeah, does BYU? I don't. I, 
but here's the reality. I don't see BYU doing that. I don't see BYU opting out. I don't, I don't see that. Because I think what BYU wants more is to win that tournament than they want to get $2 million bucks for the league. I'm not speaking for BYU, but just since BYU hasn't won a uh, conference tournament in 20 years, I would think that's something BYU would want to compete in. Now, here's a logistical thing we need to talk about. BYU, the, the conference tournament ends on Tuesday the 9th. The first games would be on March 18th. That's nine days. You have to pass like seven tests, COVID yes. tests before you can play in the NCAA tournament. What if there is a COVID issue and exposure from another team or an individual and you don't have the time to pass all the tests you need to and now you can't compete on time? Maybe you have to delay the game. Maybe you have to forfeit it. I don't know how it's going to work. That is, and, and the WCC is one of the earlier tournaments. Yes. So how's that going to work? I don't understand why the NCAA hasn't pushed this back at least a week or two. What, like, what's the hurry? They're going to be in Indiana. It's going to just be these teams. Um, I, I don't get it. So there's the logistical issue of that as well. Well, and the other part about this is, you know, it, it would be easy to say, well, hey, the rules are set. If a third team gets in, that gets them into the tournament and three teams and you get all these units and the money's coming in. But we've seen this year alone that the NCAA is willing to change the rules. Are we 100% sure that the NCAA would recognize a third team if the top two teams opted out? And it'd tick off ESPN. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so you have all of these scenarios to think of. it tick off BYU TV and our co- – oh, wait, we never do Gonzaga. <laughs> but, look, you have the number one team in the country, yeah. and they decide to opt out. Okay, so that's, that's a major blow already. A massive story. And so and let's say whatever BYU decides to do, whether they, if they decide to opt out or whatever. So that you're talking about your top two teams in the conference. You know, I, we would certainly expect BYU at that point to be a top 25 team, probably, right? And, and, a, and a single digit seed. So you have both of those teams out. Is the NCAA going to say, yeah, we see what you guys did? You're trying to get around the system to get a third team in to get more money for your conference. We, we is, think it's clever, but it, we're not going to allow it to happen. Is it up to them, or is it the league saying this is our champion? But I, look, I, I the I league can say that all they want, but I the NCAA ultimately will have the, the right to say we, we accept that champion. We don't know that that's the rule. Well, and we, look, and we don't, yes, we don't know that the NCAA would do this, it, but these are all scenarios you have to look at. If Gonzaga opts out, I feel like the tournament wouldn't happen. That's what I feel like because I, I see these, the schools in California that typically have no shot. Well, yes, now they have a shot, maybe, but what, I don't see why they'd play. If multiple teams opt out, like what happened at the end of bowl season in football was a preview of what could happen in this situation. Right. A lot of teams are like, you know what, we're tired, we're just done, especially the California schools. They've had to deal with different state regulations that uh, you know, BYU has to deal, had to deal with in Utah. And obviously the Northwest is similar to California in its approach to how this is all gone. So it, it's, yeah, obviously. So you think if, you think if Gonzaga opts out, that it, the chance. other scenarios don't really matter as much because you think that the conference I, would pull out of having a I, tournament at all. I'm just thinking that's probably a good likelihood. Well, but, I said yesterday, it, the teams you need to worry about opting out are the teams at the top and the teams at the bottom. Because the teams at the top would be opting out for a different reason. The teams at the bottom, it's what's the point, and it's a financial burden for us to go down there and do this anyway. Yes. And I wonder if the league – listen, if Gonzaga wants something, they're going to get it. Let's just, let's just say what's obvious. Like, Gonzaga is the most powerful figure in the league. Mark Few is the – I've joked he's the commissioner. Like, he's the most <laughs> – Gloria Navarez is, in, uh, is the, the you know, president of the uh, – of, of, commissioner of the league. Not the president. Commissioner of the league. 
And, but at the end of the day, if Mark Few wants something, he's going to get it. That's how this works. You're the number. He's not the number nine team uh, who's been to a bunch of Sweet Sixteens. He's the number one team. Um, and and I say he, it's Gonzaga, but it's Mark Few. He's the figurehead, right? He's the, the stable one. So we'll see what happens with this. Not a ton of answers to these um, questions, right? But it's really interesting what's being discussed right now. Which brings us to this. Obviously, BYU needs to get in the NCAA tournament. So let's update the resume and how it's uh, moved from yesterday to today. So in the net, BYU's up 1 to 28. Ken Palm, 48. That's down 1. 35 BPI. Uh, BYU's down 2. KPI stayed at 20. Strength of record, down 1, but still 13th. Woo! And Sagarin, down 1. So BYU basically in the same spot. Some days BYU goes up. Uh, some days they go down, but generally in the same spot. Bracketology, Lenardi has BYU as a 9. Jerry Palm, a 9 as of Monday. Fox Sports, 8 seed. Uh, still bracket matrix, 8.15. So that's up just a little bit. It was 8.21. So BYU holding firm as an 8 or 9 seed in the NCAA tournament. How about that? Our question of the day. What means more to you as a BYU fan? The opportunity to win the West Coast Conference tournament, even if Gonzaga's out. NCAA seeding or increased money gained from a third West Coast Conference team in the NCAA tournament, one of those units. Let's get to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Linda Murray on Instagram. You can weigh in on Twitter and Facebook as well. NCAA tournament seed. If we can get a good seed, we can go farther in the tournament and get more money from that, more exposure for our team, and it helps with future recruiting too. Hashtag BYUSN. What's your opinion of that? What, what's valued the most? Honestly, I think right now what's valued the most may be financial. So get a third team in? Yeah, I, I think... Because BYU does benefit from a third team getting in. Look, every, a couple hundred bucks, every bucks. program in sports has taken a financial hit. Yeah, including that, BYU. That, that is in. a big, big deal. Yeah. That's a big, big deal to me. Yeah. All right, coming up, is a triple-double better than a not-triple-double? I'm going to argue that for that. <laughs> And Tyler Haas joins us on a game day. BYU Hoops at Pepperdine. This is BYU Sports Nation. I know that guy. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Hoops versus Pepperdine today on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Coverage begins 2 Eastern with Cougar pregame live. And then the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, will have the call on BYU Radio at 3 Eastern. We mentioned BYU TV also televising today's game. Pretty fun stuff. Nice picture by our graphics team. It was Matt Harms with that long two late in the Pepperdine game. <laughs> what a massive shot, what a, by the way. What a just crazy play. What a just crazy play. Our next guest was a man who made a lot of shots from uh, that, that uh, area of the court, the long two, not to mention threes. He's a BYU TV analyst, the all-time leading scorer in BYU history. Tyler Hawes on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Tyler, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? We're, we're fired up. It's a game day. We're talking uh, opt-outs, WCC tournament, u- show or units, all that. It's just wild. So let's address uh, the, the West Coast Conference tournament first, then we'll preview Pepperdine with you. So Mark Few bringing up, you know, let's figure out what's best for the league. And if you're talking what's best for the league as your number one value, it's probably getting a third team in. So uh, it'd be weird if Gonzaga and BYU opted out, right? I think so. Uh- I mean, it, it has been such a weird year. Um, I mean, games being canceled, games being moved around. Um, but, you know, you look at it from Gonzaga's perspective, and, you know, re- there's a lot of talk around the country with, you know, conference tournaments being canceled. If you're Gonzaga, it's yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But 
I think there's there's a lot of teams around the country that are going to benefit from playing a conference tournament. So I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm always for playing games. Let, let's, let's play games. Let's get out there. Like I, I want BYU to have another crack at Gonzaga. I don't I don't want them pulling out of anything. Well, and look, that's what everybody wants to do. You want to play games, like you said, but that's one of the uncertainties about this entire season is how many games are you going to get to play? Even if you have a game scheduled, will it happen? I mean, we've seen that the BYU's game on Saturday has already been postponed. I mean, when you think about that situation and the unknown right now, you know, is the conference tournament going to happen? Is it not? I mean, obviously right now it's on. How, how frustrating, I mean, put yourself in one of these players' shoes. How frustrating would this be on a day-to-day basis of just not knowing anything? Yeah, uncertainty can be be a killer for sure. I mean, if you get caught up in all the different storylines and, and the what-if scenarios out there, it can um, it can be a really tough mental challenge. Uh, I, I think BYU, you know, overall, ac- across the board, across their whole athletic program, I mean, has done a great job of managing all those things. And um, BYU, from the very beginning of this COVID stuff, it's, it's always been about how can we get more games? How can we continue to keep playing? And, you know, sitting down with, with coach before the season, um, he, he talked about all this uncertainty and one of, one of the things that he talked about being his greatest challenge was not letting it, not letting COVID be an excuse for, for anything that, that happens and be, being able to take every game and every day, just one, one step and one day at a time. Um, and, and always trying to play more games and, and it's worked, worked out well for BYU so far. Yeah, just uh, you know, a couple games uh, postponed, getting rescheduled. TBD on when San Francisco gets rescheduled from Saturday. But uh, uh, regarding the excuse, or, or I guess an asterisk, if Gonzaga did opt out of the WCC tournament, would you? W- you'd still want BYU to play. It sounds like because I guess they could h- still help their seating. I guess they could hurt their seating as well. Uh, but BYU could win the WCC tournament and a conference tournament for the first time in twenty years. It's been a long time. It's been a tough journey to overcome UNLV and San Diego State in uh, Vegas, and then it's obviously tough to beat Gonzaga at the Gonzaga Invitational. So what do you think of that scenario if Gonzaga did opt out of the WCC tournament? The BYU still plays because something's on the line. Yep, I, I think so. I, I think BYU for sure still plays. <clears throat> BYU can benefit from from getting a few more wins, I think, and, and can help their seeding and and, and you guys know, in, in the NCAA tournament, um, so much of advancing is uh, who you get matched up with and, and where you're seated. And so I think, I think if BYU can play, they're, they're going to play. Let's talk about this team specifically. The record speaks for itself. I mean, we, we've seen what this team is capable of, and they're certainly trending in a very positive direction but philosophically, when you look at a team, and we'll obviously talk about, about this BYU team specifically, but what, do you, what would you prefer to have in terms of a team? Do you want to have a team that's based around a go-to guy, or do you like to have a, a team of the guys where anybody at any time can, can be the one that steps up for you? What, what do you think is better for the program and for ultimately winning? 
Yeah, <clears throat> I think I think moving forward, um, the rest of this year, I mean, you got to have the, the most dangerous team have a team of the guys. Like there, there's multiple weapons that, that can hurt you. And and BYU has definitely been trending towards um, guys stepping up and and taking on bigger roles. And I, I like that scenario a lot better than having having one or two guys. But um, part of me still thinks that, you know, we, we kind of have a mix of both. Like, I, I mean, I would say, I would say AB is our guy. If, if we're looking toward, if we're looking for a guy to hit a big shot at the end of the game, AB is our guy. And, um, but I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of other guys that would take that shot as well. I mean, BA has been playing awesome. Trevin Nell, the last few games has been really tough. Um, Matt Harms has been um, really tough inside and a huge presence. And so um, I like that we have our, our main leader with all the experience and, and kind of has been the, um, you know, the, the, the steady guy all year. Um, but then you've got a, a full team of guys that are, are dangerous and, and ready, to, ready to step in and compete. Trevor Nell earlier this week on the show told us that six players, including himself, had been fitted for mouthpieces. You played with a mouthpiece, didn't you? To avoid what happened to Alex I Barcelo? I did, yeah. Yeah, I've had my fair share of uh, facial injuries and dental work done. So, Would you wear a game, mouthpiece man. as big as the one that uh, uh, Matthew Della Vadova wore? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Delvadova, he used to keep that thing in his sock half the game. Oh. You never know. You never knew whether it was in his mouth or in his sock. It was gross. Oh, listen. And I used to think this. Now I'm going to change my opinion because six BYU guys are going to wear mouthpieces perhaps today. But I always thought if dude shows up with a mouthpiece, I, I'm not sure I wanted that physical. Like, hey, this guy's going to, what's this guy doing? So have you had a chipped tooth or anything like Alex had before? Oh, yes. Yeah. My, my front four teeth are fake, man. I, I got hit. I got hit early on as I think a freshman in high school. I had to have all this work done. Oh wow! I yeah. You so say you have four front for, teeth? I wore my front four teeth. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I've been hitting the nose. I, I over in Poland. I I took an elbow to the face in practice. Had to have surgery. Uh, it's just. I mean, my my wife and and my family always tell me, Ty, you you just lead with your head too often on, on everything <laughs> you're doing. Lead with and your I, heart I only instead. Do, I only, yeah, yeah. I only had I only had one speed when I played, and so it was all out or or, or nothing. So it's part of it. Uh, does that affect uh, breathing? How do you navigate that? As we, uh, Trevin mentioned, we're going to have uh, more guys on the guard line wearing the uh, mouthpiece. No, they they have really good mouthpieces nowadays. You can get one that's that's fitted and um, doesn't come out too often. Um, but yeah, I I wore one. I think my sophomore, junior, senior year, and then all over in Europe too. So I that that was part of my my pregame ritual. I had to make sure I had my 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 mouth guard in there. Okay, I'm remembering uh, your freshman year, 2010, in the Thomas and Mac TCU. Was it the game before? Or was it in that game? You got like elbowed in the eye, and you like made two free throws, and you could barely see or something. I got poked in the eye. I on a fast break, dude just came right across my face. Felt like his his finger went all the way back in my head. But I had 
so he punctured my sinus wall and what and what happened that night i'm i'm sitting there in the room jackson emery was my roommate and went to blow my nose at night and literally air leaked out from my nose into my eye and blew up my eye oh my god like I, I was totally fine but in literally in one second my eye blew up like a balloon it was the weirdest what? thing ever the weirdest injury i've ever had was that against <laughs> tcu or was that the, remind me of the timeline there it was against tcu yeah. in the quarterfinal so that happens in the game and then you go to the free throw line don't you knock down two free throws or something with like one eye yeah yeah, I hit two free throws and then yeah, came out. I I could barely, I I couldn't see anything. I, it was really scary actually. Wow. Most of the vision, um, in my eye was was dark, and so slowly it, it came back. And then that whole thing happened that night. Got nicknamed the the Tyclops though. That, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Okay, let's finish with this. Uh, your thought on the matchup game two with Pepperdine BYU taking on uh, the Waves here in a couple of hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, just coming off the way they played last game, uh, it's, it's really encouraging, right? I mean, didn't shoot the ball well from three, but still found a way to grind it out. I thought, they, I thought BYU matched, um, you know, Pepperdine's physicality so well inside and, you know, found a different way to win. Uh, I thought they did a great job on the defensive end of the floor. BYU's playing so well defensively, stringing stops together, playing as a team, playing for each other. It's They've got a lot of momentum right now, and you know, hopefully they, they can bring that same fight. I think they're going to have to shoot the ball a lot better at Pepperdine. Um, you know, Pepperdine's not, not going to have the same game that they had last game, so I, you know, but I expect BYU to, to shoot the ball better as well, so... I'm excited. Tyler, we, we don't have time to get to it today, but the next time you're on the show, now that you're, you're more around the building and you're, you're the analyst on the countdown to tip-off, we're going to need to get your stories about what you've learned about Jerem Jordan since you've been spending much more time with him, and we're talking about all the embarrassing stuff. So that'll be the next time you come on. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I can say some of that stuff on air. <laughs> I just want to hear more about the Tyclops later. Tyclops, <laughs> yeah. Plenty of stories like that, for sure. It's probably the name of this show today, by the way. The Tyclo- yeah, for sure. Okay, Tyler, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's the Tyclops, Tyler Haas, <laughs> on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show How have we not heard that, that story? That is insane. Well, that's why we have the show, because we're just learning constantly what's going on, what happened. He blew his nose, and his eye got like bigger. Like a balloon? I didn't know that. Can you was- imagine Jackson Emery as his roommate? Like, what am I supposed to do? Call somebody. Jeez. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, all right, coming up. Do the Zags want to sit out the West Coast Conference tournament and have BYU join them? And what was BYU football doing out in the snow yesterday? Got some deets. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Join us tomorrow for BYU Basketball with Mark Pope as the coach and Greg Rubel look back on today's game on the road at Pepperdine. Plus, you'll get features like Deep Blue. That's tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on the BYU TV app. BYU Basketball literally 20 seconds ago just posted a picture of Matt Harms who's shooting and in his mouth, like Steph Curry at the free throw line, is a mouthpiece. So maybe Matt Harms one of the six. I don't think he wore one before, right? Uh, not or, that I remember. So maybe he's one of the six.
Would you that wear a mouthpiece? That story from Tyler Haas was insane. Would you wear way. a mouthpiece? After that, probably. Yeah. Look, yeah. I, it would be an, it wouldn't be a big deal. I wear I wear a mouthpiece at night because of uh, braces. Yeah. So I'm like I'm used. It would be yeah. no big deal for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, that might that might be a new spin the wheel uh, consequence. Is wearing mouthpieces <laughs> during the show? Yeah, from uh, prop picks. Yeah, no, but I mean, you wear it during, during the show, like, well, like do a segment, segment with a mouthpiece not in the whole show. But yeah, not Matthew Delavadova size. No, and he kept it in his sock. Oh man, that was good stuff from Ty. That was great. <laughs> okay, let's get to the uh, Cougar Whip Around. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. All right, Jerem, ESPN's Todd McShay says that in his opinion, mm-hmm. which does carry some weight, yes, the guy knows what he's talking about, and he agrees with us, so we certainly, you know, like his opinion, Zach Wilson is significantly better than Ohio State's Justin Fields. Do you expect the uh, Zach Wilson-Justin Fields debate, uh, that that's going to be the big story all the way through the draft? I think so, and if uh, the Jets are taking the quarterback, they are keeping Sam Darnold. I mean, they could get Devontae Smith uh, pretty easily, right? Trevor Lawrence going one of the Jacks. So they have their uh, pick the litter, whoever they want. I don't know that the difference is that big, though. I think they're both very talented. Yeah, I, I think it's going to de- depend on your system and what you, what you think will fit into your system better. Yeah, I mean, in terms of storylines, look, at the top, you know, you're going to have – Trevor Lawrence going number one. So I actually think it would probably be a pretty... Unless Urban Meyer's like, no, 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 Ohio State all the way. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. That would surprise everybody. <laughs> I, I think it probably is maybe the biggest debate, especially at the top of the draft. Yeah, and then uh, Jamar Chase flying up the board as well as the second wide receiver LSU. CBS Sports' Matt Norlander has BYU Hoops number 17 in his power rankings. Too high, too low, or just right? I think it's about right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a problem with that. I, I think, and honestly, I think there are op- opportunities for that to go even higher. I do. I think it's too high right now. I think BYU is probably 25 to 35 range. Uh, BYU continues to win and goes on this crazy streak towards the end. I think that would be appropriate near the end. All right, more impressive Jimmer stats. 70 points in double overtime. Or a 34-10-10 and 10 triple-double in regulation. That's gnarly, and that's what Jimmer did yesterday. Yes, back-to-back back games. I go with 70 points. I just think scoring 70 is just insane. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. They, is SportsCenter going to tweet about his triple-double today? No. No. But they tweeted about 70. It's 70. It's got to be 70. Yeah. Like, He's he scored pre- 70 points. I don't care if it had an extra five minutes of time. Or 10 in this case. Or 10. Double. Yes. Uh, Jimmer is the president of the bucket quorum of the 70. <laughs> you heard it here first. Is Shaley Gonzalez, 23 oh, points, 7 boards, 6 assists, and 6 steals. Better than a triple-double. In this case, yeah. I mean, look. That what, happened yesterday. It happened yesterday. Specific. She was unbelievable. Uh, look, getting a triple-double is fantastic. You can mess around and get You one. can mess around like Ice Cube and <laughs> yes. get a triple-double. Yes. Like the Seattle Supersonics. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would say, f- especially with what we saw yesterday, that was more impressive than triple-double. I it, Not all triple-doubles are created equal. Correct. If you go 10-10-10. Um, that's not as good, right? Um, if you're going 30, 10, 10, I'm like, okay, that's probably better. <laughs> but 23, 7, 6, and 6, that's amazing. In a blowout win, she has really gone to another level. She's incredible. All right, yesterday, BYU football uh, social media put out some uh, photos of players practicing in the snow. Uh, does this look fun or does this look miserable? Uh, one, it's not practice. I wouldn't call this practice, I'd call this conditioning, so that's not as fun as practice. But uh, I'm afraid someone's going to slip out there. Yeah, nobody is slipping in there. Yeah. yeah. They've got yeah. the bands on, somebody pulling them from behind. Yeah, luckily it's not very long. You know, they're trying to be safe out there. But uh, that, in the snow, 
That kind of does look miserable, I'll be honest. It does look miserable, and what looks even more miserable is some of them, not maybe not in the shot we're looking at, but I've seen some where others uh, were just in shorts with not with the the uh, leggings, the leggings underneath. Yeah. They didn't. Have, I'm like that. It's got to be cold. No, thank you. And uh, yeah, that that'll do it for the uh, Cougar. All right, coming up, only one men's basketball game this week, so only one chance for prop picks. And I'm picking for Spencer. Yeah, so mail it in so I can win. And uh, will the West Coast Conference Tournament happen? Will Gonzaga opt out? We'll talk with Jim Meehan of the Spokesman Review coming up after the break. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Five-hour sports block today on BYU TV. After BYU Sports Nation, we'll have the top 100 plays in BYU football history. Then, BYU versus Gonzaga, the play-by-replay, capped off with BYU at Pepperdine this afternoon. We got it all for you. Keep it locked on BYU TV all day for your BYU sports fix. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, five hours, so four-plus uh, going on on BYU TV. Jerem Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. Yesterday and today, talking about the West Coast Conference Tournament. Is it going to happen? Is Gonzaga going to opt out, potentially? Would BYU opt out? What do the units mean for the league and, and tournament? Lots to discuss. And this was furthered by an article we mentioned earlier in the day. Let's now bring in uh, Jim Meehan of the Spokesman Review on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Jim, you furthered this conversation with comments from, uh, from Mike Roth and Mark Few. And uh, here we are questioning whether the tournament will happen. What do you think? That is a valid question. I think uh, not just for the WCC, but kind of around the country, you've got, uh, you know, conferences trying to figure out if they can stage the tournament safely. Uh, You've got teams that are highly ranked and probably shoe-ins for the tournament. Uh, Gonzaga, obviously, I think BYU's net is in the 20s now, so I would think they're in great shape. Uh, and they're considering the, you know, the risk reward of, uh, do we go play in the tournament and and possibly have a COVID situation that derails us for the next week at the NCAA's? Uh, those are those are tough decisions that uh, a lot of schools and a lot of conferences conferences have to make. Uh, and as you guys know, there's so many factors with the conference tournament. There's television. Uh, inventory for TV, for ESPN, as it relates to the WCC tournament. You've got corporate sponsorships. Uh, Are you going to be able to have fans? Is it going to be limited number of fans? Uh, That affects the the bottom line for the conference and the schools. Uh, If you're operating at a big loss in this tournament, on top of the losses you've already incurred because of COVID, you know, from last year to this year, uh, that's another consideration. So a lot of a lot of uh, moving parts uh, still to be decided in this debate. Jim, I, I think it's interesting. We obviously know Gonzaga's status within this league. How do you think the conference views this? If Gonzaga wants to put its foot down, how can the conference go against what the Zags want because of all of the finances surrounding everything involving Gonzaga basketball? Well, I'm not sure. And I'm not sure even that Gonzaga is going that direction. Uh, You know, I think uh, obviously they've got a special team this year, uh, ranked number one since the start of the year, Uh, legitimate chance to make a final four and maybe even their first national championship in basketball. 
Um, so those are conversations I think that are just now heating up. Uh, and this, this is, you know, it's just coming out now the last few days, last week, but I think, you know, in reality, conferences across the country have had to kick this around for a while. Uh, when the, when the NCAA set their, their dates for, you know, selection Sunday on March 14th, the final or the first four on March, uh, what is it? 18th or yeah. so. And then the NCAA tournament starts those first two rounds, uh, the next two days. Uh, you know, some of these conferences, I believe the Pac-12 plays up to Saturday, the day before uh, the, the selection Sunday. The ACC is the same way. A couple of them, have, you know, in the past have finished on selection Sunday. Uh, that doesn't uh, leave a lot of wiggle room when you got to turn around and, and pass seven tests before going to Indianapolis. Um, you know, if you have an issue at the conference tournament, that is going to affect, uh, you know, that's going to affect how you uh, open your, your NCAA tournament with your roster. And if you lose some key guys, that could derail a team that, that has a chance to win it all right before they even get started. So uh, it's, it's one of those, I'm not, I'm not sure there's a right answer or a wrong answer, uh, but I think, uh, I, I think they will have to consider um, you know, location, uh, how secure they can make. They can't make an NBA-type bubble. I don't think anybody has the money to do that, uh, maybe outside of the SEC. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think for the WCC, the best they can do is, is try to control an environment. And uh, as you guys know, Las Vegas probably isn't the easiest place to do that. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I don't know quite what the right answer is. And I think they're still trying to figure out if there's uh, a way to go on this, but, uh, coming up March 4th, it starts. So they got to make a decision fairly quickly. Yeah, it's coming up fast. We're talking to Jim Meehan of the spokesman review, uh, on BYU sports nation. Mark views comments about, uh, at least the thought about, uh, quote, is it to try to get a third team in or is it to protect the two teams, Gonzaga and BYU that are already in? If Gonzaga and BYU said, you know what, we're going to opt out because for the benefit of the league, we want about 1.7 mil over the next six years for the league, given a pandemic, given the financial issues that everyone's struggling with, that would be quite an interesting move. Could you see that as a possibility where the top two teams in the league opt out so that an automatic champion, St. Mary's or somebody else, wins the league and, and three teams get in? Uh, that would be an interesting scenario if that unfolded that way. Uh, you know, I'm not sure uh, their television partners would, would like to see a <laughs> tournament without the number one team in the country and a BYU team that's in the top 25-ish in the net. Um, you know, especially if those two teams, you know, most would expect they'd probably meet in the title game. But, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, one of many things. And, and I think one other question that, you know, nobody quite knows yet, Will the selection committee honor uh, the automatic berth of a you know if if Gonzaga and BYU don't play, uh, you know St. Mary's wins it, Pepperdine wins it, whoever, do they honor that as an automatic bid? Uh, you know the the way it's traditionally been, if those teams had opted out, um, unanswered at this point. Uh, there's a lot of things. I mean, how are you going to seed the the tournament uh, if you have one, the conference tournament? You know, if, if Gonzaga is, you know, 14 and 0, let's say, and uh, you've got Pacific that's, you know, three and five or 
I mean, you've got a different number of games. Do you go by percentages? Do you, how do you do this? Uh, and I haven't heard anything in, in that regard either. So a lot of, a lot of questions still out there. Uh, but I think, you know, especially those teams in the top 10 that, you know, are probably one or two seeds is really a tough decision. I mean, they've got major goals in front of them that they all think they can get to, uh, you know, that final weekend in Indianapolis. And to, you know, you've already got a lot of question marks with COVID. Do you, do you put yourself in that position? Uh, we're going to have to see what, what these teams decide. Jim, we obviously know that, that the, there's a safety issue. There's the COVID situation that everybody's dealing with. That's obviously playing a large role in this situation and why some of these discussions, whether they're behind closed doors or openly, are taking place. Because of Gonzaga's current status in terms of being the number one team and by a lot of accounts, maybe the best team Gonzaga has ever had, how much of that part of it is pushing this narrative that Gonzaga knows how special of a team it has right now and they don't want anything to mess this up? Well, I mean, that's, that's obviously part of it. I mean, this is, uh, you know, we're only, what, 14, 15 games in, but what they have done to this point, uh, who they've beaten, I think four teams in the top 16 or so, uh, how they have won those games, the numbers they're putting up, this is a, obviously a team that that uh, uh, has really done some special things and, and has their eye on something beyond that uh, the next couple of months. Uh, but I think I think all of college basketball is is kind of sitting back and wondering where we're headed here. Uh, not just conference tournaments, but what if you get to the NCAA's and you have an issue there? Let's say between the first and second week, you know, does it shut down a, a program? Do they pause? I'm not sure they can really change the schedule of the NCAA once it gets going uh, back in Indianapolis. So uh, just just so many factors going into this thing. And, and I know I, th- I think there's one thing most uh, college basketball fans, coaches, administrators uh, can agree on is the importance of having the NCAA tournament. That is really the, the thing that needs to happen. Uh, we all saw what happened when they canceled it a year ago and the the financial impact it had. I think the NCAA lost $800 million. Uh, they recouped some of that with an insurance payment, but that was a big hit for a lot of athletic departments across the country, and you saw a lot of people lose jobs. You saw a lot of sports get cut. Um, you know, that tournament funds so many things, so many – uh, other sports and the championships at the D1, D2, and D3 levels that uh, to have it not happen again uh, would be devastating for, for I think, college sports across the country. So that that is the biggest thing, to get an NCAA tournament, to have it play out and, you know, kind of recoup. You're not going to recoup all the losses. You're not going to have fans and those type of things. But uh, that would go a long way into to restoring some of the uh, the money, the pipeline of money that uh, that tournament creates to the colleges. Uh, and I think, you know, how you get there, that's going to be the issue. Do you have conference tournaments? Do you have smaller conference tournaments? Do you do them on home floors? Do you move a location? Uh, all those things that these conferences are going to have to decide in the next week or two. Certainly questions to be answered. Jim, we appreciate the time. Thanks for the insight. And we look forward to what we think will be BYU and Gonzaga on February 27th. 
Yeah, that'll be a great game. And what time is BYU play today? I, did, I, I saw the makeup, but what time are they on? Play at noon Pacific. Noon Pacific. So coming up, coming up here soon. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Thanks, guys. That's Jim Meehan of the Spokesman Review on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. You know why we show how. Uh, insights, uh, questions. Uh, like everything else, we wait and see. <laughs> right. But the fact that, okay, so we brought it up yesterday, but now it's... it's uh, yeah. It's crystallized into a report, a real conversation, right, um, where, hey, there's a chance that something weird happens. Granted, this is the weirdest year of our lives and sure. will be, but we'll see what happens, man. Yep. Coming up, our rise and shout-outs. Plus prop picks. Will Jason mail it in for Spencer like he's done for me this season? We'll see. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Tim Daly Auto Group. Serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. All right, 90 seconds to go. Go fast, go hard here. BYU Pepperdine Prop Picks are presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU and Pepperdine coming up for Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Number one, which combo will score more points? Kessel Edwards and Matt Harms. Or Colby Ross and Alex Barcelo, or the BYU bench. I say Ross and Barcelo. Uh, I'm picking for Spencer. Spencer says Edwards harms. Hopefully that doesn't happen. All right, number two. Will Caleb Loner have more points or rebounds? Points. Uh, Spencer's going to say rebounds. Rebounds. Number three. Trevin Nell made four threes on Saturday. How many will he make today? Closest without going over. I say two. I'm going to say three. Okay. Okay. Our elite voice of the day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at BF Webster. Tyler Haas describing his basketball injuries on BYSN today was fascinating and horrifying. I was sitting here in my living room alternating between cringing and wheezing with laughter. Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Mine's going to Shaley Gonzalez. She's amazing. She is amazing. I will join you on that one. Our thanks to today's guests, Tyler Haas and Jim Meehan. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Jerem Sardi, Dennis Pitta. No time. Shout out to Yvonne Perez. Stay tuned for BYU Football Top 100 Plays coming up in two minutes. Go Cougs!